eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, I wasn't really planning on talking Joe Mixon to start this podcast, but uh, here we are right now. Not not good news for the running back in the Cincinnati Bengals. No. Uh, yeah, we thought we were going to do a big mailbag today, but then news came out, and it wasn't the happy news that Brian Callahan was hired or whatever. It was uh, the unfortunate news that Joe Mixon – has a warrant out for his arrest uh, due to aggravated menace warrants that makes him pointed a gun at a woman in downtown Cincinnati. Yeah, and the, and the Bengals had a follow-up statement. Uh, Paul Daner Jr. actually had tweeted this out in several reporters in Cincinnati, and they said the club is aware of the misdemeanor charges that have been raised against Joe Mixon. The club is investigating the situation, and they will not comment further at this time, which is really normal for an organization to do when this news breaks out. But for Joe Mixon, um, I kind of want to start here with him because everybody knows what happened to Joe Mixon years ago. And I feel like he's been a part of this organization as a leader, as a teammate. He's been voted captain several times. Um, just a big part of what is what has been happening in Cincinnati over the last few years. And he was here, you know, in the early struggling years, too, just a few years ago. Um, you know, this this news is, you know, it's really discouraging to hear. Um, obviously, everybody is going to um, the Bengals organization and, you know, his legal team. We're going to wait for, you know everything to come out, which, which we have right now, but it's just a, um, it's not, not news you want to hear right now after, after what happened on Sunday. To me, there's a, a few things here. And the first is the Bengals know whatever about it, they're conducting their own investigation. If this turns out to be true, extremely, I mean, he's cut. 
that's that's the end of Joe Mixon's time in Cincinnati, if there's truth to this, uh, because he was already a cut candidate in the first place, and it's very easy to get out of the contract. There's not much. The only reason to keep him was because he was a locker room guy, and because uh, when he's on, he's a very good talent. But the talent has it wasn't where it was last year, so there's no temptation there. And then also locker room guy, well, not anymore. <laughs> so uh, that that's the first news for Cincinnati. It is a little bit sad, I think, mm -hmm. for Joe Mixon because it seemed as if he turned his life around. Maybe it was just a mistake he made as a teenager, and it's a very, very terrible mistake. And uh, there's a legend that there's other things going on, but just looking at it, it's just a, a terrible mistake. But a guy can make a mistake and have a second chance, turn his life around. He went six years clean, basically, seven years. I don't know when that exactly happened. I think it might have been bef well before the draft. Um, yeah. But then um, – this comes out and uh, didn't turn his life around. If this is true, this is a uh, kind of what you were worried about is that he was someone who would be a risk for this and not a uh, upstanding individual in the first place. This is, a, this also um, was allegedly a woman that he pointed the gun at, which I think adds another layer to what Joe Mixon did here because it goes with what he did as in college. Um, there's now a pattern about not respecting women and threatening or performing violent acts. So that that will be most likely the end of Joe Mixon's time in Cincinnati, and it's a sad ending. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you bringing up the word sad. Um, you could say that for for everybody involved in that situation, and for Joe Mixon. Um, you know, I have felt that way since that they since they drafted him because I remember this organization getting a lot of backlash when they decided to do that. And a lot of teams didn't draft him, and the Bengals said, you know, they they picked him up. And and I've always kind of felt like he was that leader, that teammate. And I mentioned before on the podcast, a, a captain, um, a huge part of this team. And you know, it was obviously this season where we really pointed out some of the struggles on the field, where it just wasn't the same production from him. Um, obviously, this is way more important in a situation and things that you can't do. Um, you, you have to be, you know, smart in these decisions and in, in these situations. And I just, um, yeah, I, I don't think you could describe it any other way than that's just sad. It's really sad for someone because um, it does feel like this could be the end for Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. I mean, again, we've talked about it when it comes to the cap situation. I didn't see them paying around 12 million for Joe Mixon when we saw the production last year or this past season. And even in just this past weekend's game, like, okay, they're more, they might move on from him or they might restructure this. And at this point, um, what Zach Taylor has really built in Cincinnati when it comes to the culture and the locker room on and off the field. That stuff is extremely important. I actually put out on social media a couple hours ago. I said, what did you learn about the 2022 season? And I wanted Bengals fans just to tell me what they really kind of gathered after this season. And there was someone who wrote me and he said, it's, it's the culture. It's, it's what Zach Taylor really brings. We don't have any of that off the field messy stuff anymore. And yes, everything with Jackson Carmen, the reports last year, and that is a serious situation. And I'm not downplaying that at all. But the overall picture and body of work, what we've seen with Zach Taylor from years past when Cincinnati was like the laughing joke of all oh, that team who's, you know, who's getting arrested this week over there. And it just felt like everyone looked at Cincinnati that way. And I hated that about the organization. And it did feel like that change with Zach Taylor and what we really saw from a lot of the players in the locker room on and off the field. And his follow up to that reply was, oh, man, I didn't expect this news to come out after he sent me that paragraph about the culture. 
Um, it's still like that in Cincinnati. They still have a, an amazing, amazing locker room. Uh, but this situation is just, it's unfortunate for everybody involved. And I just, um, I, 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 I hated to see it. Yeah. Um, really not, not much more. Yeah. The culture from what Taylor has done to turn this around. And it really, it wasn't the 2010s Bengals so much as the 2000s Bengals that really developed that reputation, but they still had guys in 2010 that would, you know, you'd hear about it. It's in the 2020s. I don't think you've heard really much about it. Um, that's why Jackson Carmen stands out, not only because what he did was severe, but also because it's rare right now. And then the Joe Mixon thing comes out and now you've got a few, uh, but we'll say, I think the culture, while strong, I I, I, uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but basically it's a strong culture. I think it'll be okay without Mixon, who I thought was actually a reason that the team was so close, Um, but they have evolved beyond that. I thought he was important early on in Joe Burrow's tenure before they had chase and when they were all young and they still are young, but like rookies finding their way, figuring out what the NFL is. You need, may need a guy like that when he first got his extension, basically first guy's extension. It felt like, well, this is also because of what he adds leadership wise and to the locker room. And now, well, that's gone. Uh, and you could argue that was never there because of what happened. And I think it's a valid argument, but what, we have heard and we have seen has been nothing of this sort uh, since he's been drafted. In fact, it's pretty much been the opposite about him being very upstanding individually goes out before games and plays catch with fans and whatnot, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have these tendencies and it comes back up. It's a sad way for his career as a Bengal to end. I mean, you're looking at, he wanted to, I think he just said he wanted to be a Bengal for life and you're probably going to restructure that deal so that it's not much cap hit. And, and then maybe he takes a cheap extension to stay. That's all gone. That's just, that's unless this is completely false and they figure it out in the investigation very quickly. That's all gone. He's, he's no longer a Bengal for life. He was fast on his way to being a ring of honor member and that's gone too, I think. So you, you're not going to add him to the ring of honor when this is how you go out or that he hasn't invest or, uh, a charge like this that comes up. So it's kind of, it's just sad. I think that it basically came full circle where he had the terrible event before he made it to the NFL, where he uh, got arrested for assault of a woman. And now it's come full circle that he pointed a gun at a woman and has an issue, uh, a warrant out for aggravated menacing, which, Honestly, seems light for pointing a gun at somebody uh, and threatening them, but I don't know the law that well, and it did fall under what I read. I just it, it also goes under threatening property or something. Mm-hmm. So there was such a wide range when it first came out as aggravated menacing. I was like, well, did he just say like something about like I'll I don't know something your house or you know I'll destroy your lawn <laughs> it's like that's what you think could be like the light end but then again you think this is a local celebrity so if he has a warrant out for his arrest it's probably on the harsher end and turns out it is on the harshest of harsh ends where it wasn't just words but also uh not physically acting but physically threatening somebody's life by pointing a gun at them Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, it looks like when it comes to the dates of it, it happened the early morning of January 21st. I had a lot of people, when they saw the date, they were like, well, it can't be him. He was in Buffalo with the team, and the team traveled to Buffalo that day, but they didn't leave until later in the afternoon. So um, if this, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep finding out more information with everything. But right now, um, this is what we have right now when it comes to, to Joe Mixon. Again, the warrant was issued. Um, it was probably about two hours before we started recording around 7 p.m. And that news broke out in Cincinnati. The Bengals organization let a lot of um, news reporters and uh, Bengals beat writers know that they are, are aware of the situation and they're just not commenting at this time while they continue to do their investigation on their end. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I just think it's, there's just no, there's no way that, um, uh, that we are going to see Joe Mixon again. I mean, and maybe, maybe I'll, I shouldn't say no way, but it just, it would, I would be surprised if Joe Mixon is still on this team come training camp. Yeah. I'd be pretty shocked. Um, Just the severeness of it all. Uh, And I mean, when he got drafted, I didn't like it because I just, I, I saw what happened and very against any type of violence, especially against women. Um, so seeing that, especially because it was on, on video, and I know that doesn't make it worse, but it just, it's very definitive. This is what happened. And I was very against it. And I wasn't a fan for probably a couple of years. And then I still wasn't like a big fan, but you come to appreciate the game on the field and appreciate that it, he may have actually gotten better, turned his life around, all these other things that people can change, people can get better. Um, I know I, I'm sure people listening, I've changed since I was five, six years ago. If you don't look back and are upset or cringe at what you did like five, six years ago, then you haven't grown. So you think he's grown, you think he's become a better person. And then this happens and it's like, well, no, I guess not. Uh, this provided it's accurate. So that yeah. that's just kind of the, the sadness of it all is just. I think I finally got to the point where I thought, well, I think maybe he's actually really grown. I think, you know, he's become a more mature and better individual. And then this news comes out and I know there's maybe a ton of victory laps about what happened seven, six, seven years ago or whatever. I don't think it's worth taking a victory lap over. No. Especially especially I saw somebody on Twitter do it because they said they would cut him this offseason. Like you didn't unless you specifically stated because I heard about whatever that it's a completely different reason you're going to cut him. And I'm sure we were going to have the conversation over the next yeah. couple of weeks about, do you cut him even though he's been a good locker room president and everything else, if this didn't happen now, it's very clear. I think we're both on the side of, yeah, cut him. Uh, yeah. It was already in discussion. There's already a good argument to be made. And now you add this in, you take away the main value he had was a leadership and locker room presence no reason to keep him. Um, even if he gets better, he's healthier, whatever, let somebody else deal with that. Personally don't want these type of people on the football team. I support and do all this work for. So yeah, I just keep coming back that it's, it's kind of sad. Uh, there are people that grow and get better, but 
he wasn't he didn't doesn't seem to have been one of them he just was able to go six seven years uh, but i guess it wasn't a life-changing experience it was uh because of what happened today well yeah, you... january 21st also not what nine in the morning what, what i guess people are mad i don't know like that that part is shocking like when i when i think of this i think of he was at the bar or something I did late too. at night and then you hear it's 21st you're like what at noon <laughs> what what happened uh, that that just makes the story more confusing to me I mean, you could always be under an influence that early, but it's just not common. So that that part was also very surprising that I learned from you uh, five minutes ago. Well, yeah, and, and I you bring up a good point. When the Bengals drafted him, you weren't a fan of it. And I remember, because I was covering the team at the time, and a lot of people reached out to me. I was working for the Enquirer doing Bengals shows. And people reached out and they're like, you're a woman. How do you feel about this? You can't like this. My overall thoughts were... I hope he's different. I hope he changed because that experience, you want someone to get better and you learn from that experience and you don't want them to ever go back to that. So I'm always rooting for someone to be a better person in the long run. And we did, as we mentioned already on this podcast, he had a long run in Cincinnati of just being that locker room teammate, captain, um, overall, just one of the hype man on this team. And um, I just think, you know, you've already mentioned this, this podcast, this first segment, but just a sad situation all around. And we'll obviously hear more information as the week goes on uh, from, from everybody from the Bengals organization and then any other additional reports that come out. But unfortunately did not want to start the podcast with this. And we don't want to talk about this stuff um, right now. And it hasn't been a, a great week for the Cincinnati Bengals and um yeah, I'm not I'm not huge on on those discussions and, and topics to be completely honest with you. Yeah, uh luck would have it. I thought this might have he might get cut anyway, so first first draft prospects to start looking at running backs, so I guess I'm I'm going to hammer all those guys. Uh yeah, I think I've, I've done two. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime I post a take though it, uh, on Twitter, it like I think I said Jameer Gibbs is more CJ Spiller than he is Alvin Kamara, and I have reasons for that. But um, people are like, "Well, how do you feel about some guy I've never heard of that's like a fifth round pick?" And I'm just like, "Dude, I've I've watched two guys. I, <laughs> the the season didn't end, and I immediately well, was like, I've watched them all. All right, ask away." Well, good news is every week you're going to watch uh, two different players for the Twitter world, and to. we're going to break those down. <laughs> Two players. There's gonna be a lot of running backs. I, I maybe I have to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch a ton of running backs in a row. Draft picks. Oh no, yeah. I mean, it's just there's gonna be so many conversations when it comes out. Now it's gonna be, you know, when do the Bengals make that decision? Is it gonna be, you know, before free agency starts? Is it gonna be before the draft? Um, I, I would think it would be sooner than later. Um, and it does free up, I want to say about ten million dollars in cap space. Yeah. So yeah, it just there's probably right. some type of clause about arrestment and whatnot that it's all void so i don't even know if this would have dead cap or whatever associated with it not full-on cap experts here but that's nope. a pretty common pretty common thing there so it could even be more than 10 links i think he's owed 12 to 13 12. but i'm not going to speculate too much yeah. because we don't even know if he's if, if he is guilty so you could get cut even if you're not guilty like that's that's what I, if the internal investigation finds anything and, but you don't have enough to process, like actually convict him. Um, there's there's a middle ground there. 
Yep. And uh, we'll have more again. Follow on Twitter. You can follow Bengals underscore stands at LNDS Patterson. But next, we're going to get to your mailbag question because you had plenty of questions and we want to get to them and talk a little bit about the 2022 season next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.